Group experience is a new and refreshing way for you, your friends, or your family to travel. Check the show notes to learn more. What's going on? This is Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE, the podcast designed for students of travel. Make sure to hit the follow or subscribe button wherever you are listening, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any other platform. Go check out Destinations Beyond Expectations on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget about dbetravel.com, which is the official website for the show. At dbetravel.com, you'll find the episode library, some fun blogs, a link to support the show on Patreon, and so much more. Last year, sports looked very different for American franchises. The NBA decided to hold their playoffs here in Orlando, and other professional sports leagues did similar things in different cities. But no matter the sport, we sat at home, watched our TVs, and heard the word bubble over and over again. These sports bubbles meant that teams would enter a COVID-free environment. No fans were allowed, no friends or family were allowed, at least in the beginning. Reporters had to carry out interviews with the athletes standing six or more feet away. And when you watched the TV broadcast in the stands, you'd see cutouts of humans or people virtually attending. For athletes and fans used to attending packed arenas, this was, well, weird. But for many, just being able to watch sports again was incredibly uplifting. In summer of 2021, things are a little bit different than they were last year when it comes to live sports. How do I know? Well, I had the incredible opportunity to attend Game 1 of the 2021 Stanley Cup Finals at Amelie Arena in Tampa, Florida, and it sounded like this. The arena was full of fans, the game was amazing, and I was elated to watch the Tampa Bay Lightning win 5-1 over the Montreal Canadiens. Montreal loves their hockey. With all the NHL talent the city produces, the passion their fans have, and their overall rich hockey history, you could say they are the heart of hockey. After taking a 2-0 lead in the series, Tampa will head up to Montreal to play games 3 and 4. Game 3 is actually being played on this episode's release date, but instead of the crazy loud live atmosphere in Amelie Arena, in Montreal it'll sound more like this. Okay, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but the NHL's request to increase the capacity in Montreal's Bell Centre was denied by the Canadian government, meaning the Canadians will be playing the Lightning in front of just 3,500 fans. The way Amelie Arena in Tampa looked in Games 1 and 2 compared to how the Bell Centre in Montreal will look for Games 3 and 4 is a pretty powerful image. It's a microcosm for how the United States and our neighbors to the north differ in our approach to the capacity and movement of people as we all try to recover from the COVID-19 pandemic, both financially and in terms of health and safety. This difference in philosophy has affected travel between the U.S. and Canada in a major, major way. Canada recently extended restrictions on non-essential travel into Canada in a move that will keep American tourists out until July 21st at the earliest, and many believe even that date could be pushed back. 
So just how much has this affected travel? According to the Bureau of Transportation Statistics in the United States, in 2019, nearly 11 million people crossed the border by car at Niagara Falls, the busiest crossing point between the two countries. In 2020, only 1.7 million people crossed. I actually got to see Niagara Falls in person late in 2020 on the American side. While the falls had tourists in New York, Looking across the falls, I got to see firsthand the comparative inactivity on the Canadian side. Furthermore, tourism is a critical part of the Canadian economy. In non-pandemic times, roughly 1 in 10 jobs is related to tourism. According to thecanadaguide.com, over 18 million foreigners visit Canada every year outside of the pandemic, making tourism an over $80 billion a year Canadian industry. With natural wonders like Niagara Falls and many large, culture-rich cities, it makes total sense that a significant chunk of the workforce is related to travel and tourism. As for Americans, there is compelling evidence that shows we're ready to travel. On the domestic level, we're seeing cruises open back up. We're seeing capacities reached at theme parks and sporting events. We're seeing individuals and groups planning trips. A recent study from DestinationAnalysts.com shows that over 77% of Americans plan to travel for leisure in the next three months. Another thing to look at here is proximity. Of course, we know the U.S. and Canada border each other, but there's more to it than that. Depending on which study you look at, you'll find that 85 to 90 percent of Canadians live within 100 miles of the United States. For U.S. travelers, that means you don't even have to drive that far into Canada to find unique travel opportunities. Niagara Falls is an obvious close-to-the-border place to visit, but U.S. travelers love discovering major cities like Toronto, Vancouver, Ottawa, and of course, Montreal. When you combine the close proximity of major Canadian cities and the eagerness of U.S. citizens to travel, when the border does open up, there should be a significant bounce back in Canadian tourism. So as I wrap up recording this mini-episode, ironically on Canada Day, I'm thinking about a few different things. I'm reflecting on my own personal Canadian travel experiences in Niagara Falls and Toronto. I think about my Canadian colleagues who work in the tourism industry and are hungry for business to return. I think about the past nearly year and a half of the pandemic and how it's affected travel. The July 21st potential border reopening date is on my mind. And of course, I think about the Montreal Canadiens. Do I hope they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the Stanley Cup? Absolutely not. But I do hope to personally visit the city one day. And I hope soon the Bell Center sounds like this. Thank you for listening to this short episode. I really learned a lot about Canada's tourism and its eagerness to welcome visitors when they get the thumbs up. Canada has so many great outdoor opportunities, beautiful cities, and more, so I encourage you to visit when the time is right. I'd love if you could visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. And if you guys get a quick second, it would mean a lot to me if you could follow Destinations Beyond Expectations on social media. DBE is on Facebook and Instagram. 
If you like the show, go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button on Spotify or wherever you are listening. Oh, and if you can, rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts is so incredibly helpful to growing this show. Well, that is all I've got for this week. Thanks for listening to this episode. Thanks for telling a friend about DBE. Have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.